Hey guys, good evening and welcome to the Vegas Fever Podcast. Paula and Jason are here with you. Hi. And we're going to go over a bunch of stuff this week. Got a lot to get to. Um, you know, V's season ended. Golden Knights played uh, some games. Uh, we got Mountain West uh, tournament picks that we made that we'll go over. Um, some Henderson Silver Knights. Just a bunch of stuff Vegas-wise. Um, first of all, have to talk about uh, UNLV and their season ending in the Mountain West tournament in the quarterfinals on Thursday. They took on Air Force first in the first round on Wednesday afternoon, and they 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 pounded Air Force eighty to fifty two. That's what they should have done. Is defeat a team they had beat two times already during the regular season at the Thomas and Mac. They didn't really look that great when they played uh, in January, but they did look better uh, this time. And Jenkins, Hamilton, and Mbake Zhang had UNLV's, uh, had 55 of UNLV's 80 points. Uh, UNLV was pretty solid um, from the middle of the first half, like the last uh, eight, nine minutes, and then the rest of the second half. It was was pretty much they were extending their lead, running away with the game, doing exactly what they should have done. To advance to Thursday, where they played second-seeded Utah State, and Utah State um, was able to flex their muscles in the second half and and beat UNLV. They scored Utah State scored fifty points in the second half, and UNLV didn't even score thirty. They were tied at twenty-four at halftime, and Utah State ended up beating UNLV seventy-four to fifty-three. Uh, they did a good job. The Rebels did in the first half uh, on Utah State on their. You know, on on Nemeus Keda and um, the three-point shooting for Utah State was not there in the first half. They were able to stick with them. The Rebels had a chance in the first half to really extend their lead. There was a part in the middle part of the first half, maybe between the 8 and the 12-minute timeout, where UNLV was just not able to hit a bunch of shots. They could have extended their lead. I guess it really didn't matter because Utah State came out just on fire. I'm not really exactly sure what what Craig Smith or head coach said to them, but it it really put a rocket um, in their in their backsides, and they just they took off. Uh, UNLV ends the season twelve and fifteen, and the interesting and uh, I don't want to call it tumultuous, but uh, lots of turn some turnover is expected. I don't see a reason why Bryce Hamilton wouldn't come back. I don't think he's an NBA player yet. I mean, he, he could probably play overseas, but I'm sure he wants to get to the NBA. And if he transfers to a school and has a solid year, he could end up in the NBA draft. That's what probably will happen. I think he's going to end up moving on to a different school. Uh, we'll see about, I mean, David Jenkins spent a year, you know, redshirting when he transferred from South Dakota State, followed TJ Otzelberger to UNLV. So he can he can graduate because he's been in college for four years and if he comes back, he'll be a senior. But if, but that's another one where the NCAA is allowing kids to leave and go to another school right away. Why wouldn't you do it? I mean, Jenkins shoots almost over 40% from three. He's going to get power five offers. Hamilton is going to get power five, five offers, you know? So why not go? I mean, you know, even like, like Caleb Grill, Caleb Grill has been in college now for three years because he spent two at Iowa State 
and he redshirted. Actually, he was given a waiver to play immediately. So maybe the case is a little bit different for him, but he can leave. All these guys can leave. And I don't, you know, Mbake Zhang was a senior. He he had a leg injury um, at the end of the Utah State game in the final minutes. It, it was just an insult to injury, salt in the wound type of, type of injury. Uh, he couldn't even put any pressure on it. That's probably, you know, something that's going to affect him coming back because he could have come back as a senior um, because of the rule, a different rule that the NCAA adopted about seniors you know, and, and COVID, they get an extra year, but I wouldn't, why, why would he come back? You know, so, so right there, you could, you could lose three guys and then your freshman class, you know, some of these guys might really think about moving on. I mean, Nick Blake can play elsewhere, you know? Uh, so I would expect four to six guys, uh, to maybe not be there. And could that include TJ Otzelberger? I think it very well could, um, Iowa State is going to set up a meeting with Steve Prom, their head coach, this upcoming week, and you're going to hear him get released out of his contract. You're going to see him and Iowa State, quote-unquote, mutually part ways. And T.J. Altsaberger is going to get a phone call, and I don't care if people want to hear it or not. He's going to get a phone call. What happens past that is up in the air, and it's financial if it doesn't end up happening because Otzelberger would end up owing UNLV 3.15 million in that neighborhood from his contract that I don't believe he has yet from his contract because his contract was 1 million, a little over a million a year. And he's been at UNLV two years. So that means he's only made a little over 2 million. He would owe UNLV more than he's made. Um, so I don't know why he would do that. However, if he he if he and Iowa State agreed to wait until after July 1st, which would totally screw UNLV, they wouldn't be able to find anybody. In fact, what would probably happen is Kevin Kruger or somebody on the staff would end up getting promoted because in July, you can't find a head coach. You can UNLV couldn't even find a head coach in January when they fired Dave Rice or February or March or April. So you lose Otzelberger after July 1st when his contract money that he would owe UNLV goes down to 1 million from 3 million. That's a problem. So if I'm UNLV and I'm confident in this guy, I'm Desiree Reed Francois and I'm the athletic, you know, administration, you need to make sure that this guy stays. If he, you believe that this is your, you know, if, if this is your guy, because Iowa state is his dream job. He spent many years recruiting for two different staffs at Iowa state. He's from Wisconsin. He's from the Midwest. He, he's coached there. Dream job. This is not this is not rocket science. If they can make it work, and Iowa State is Big Twelve money, he's gone. I'm sorry. And the only people UNLV have to blame is themselves. Some conversation has come up recently about Rick Pitino and why UNLV didn't hire him two years ago. Rick Pitino was buried in NCAA investigation from Louisville. He ended up getting a job at, in New York at Iona, and he's taken Iona to the NCAA tournament in Rick Pitino's first year. Rick Pitino and UNLV would have been a would, would have been a grand slam for the first four or five years. Then, when the NCAA would have come after Slick Rick Pitino, UNLV would have ended up back just like they were in the end of the Tark days 
and in the Bill Bano days in NCAA hot water. That to me, just because Rebel Faithful is hungry to be relevant, to be in the NCAA tournament, that to me is not a reason to hire Rick Patino. I think that would have been a bad choice. I feel like I felt at the time two years ago, and I still feel this way, mostly that TJ Otzelberger is the, is the right guy. You have to give him time. Patience is a virtue, is a virtue. So you need to have it. You need to give a guy five years. UNLV is not a top program any longer. UNLV has not been a top program in 30 years. The job is built from nothing to a mansion. That's what the school is. So give TJ Altsaberger time. That's what I think the administration should do. What what's going to happen is totally out of totally out of everybody's hands. And in the next few weeks, with I think within a week or two, you're going to see your first UNLV, you know, defection. Someone's going to leave, and it's just going to only snowball from there. I'm predicting again four to six. T.J. Altsberger's status also is up in the air. And it should be an interesting offseason uh, for UNLV. Yet an, yet again, another offseason where UNLV is not in the NCAA tournament. Have the, the eighth in a row. UNLV has not been in the NCAA tournament since 2013 uh, under Dave Rice, which Dave Rice made it to the NCAA tournament his first two years under with Long Kruger's players, let me remind you. And Alon Kruger's back in the NCAA tournament with Oklahoma. So there's that. It tastes pretty crappy every year, and uh, it never really gets better. Uh, we can switch gears now uh, off of UNLV basketball to kind of UNLV as a whole university. There's a bill being considered in the Nevada, I don't know if it's the Nevada House or the Nevada Senate, somewhere in Nevada, that would make UNLV's nickname and, and, and other nicknames like it in the state. I don't know who else has a nickname like it. It would make insensitive and potentially racial nicknames illegal. So like Rebels would be illegal and UNLV would have to change their name. They've already retired Hey Reb as a mascot, which I find ridiculous. And they also are uh, looking at this bill if it gets signed to lose their whole nickname. Reminding people that this nickname is rebelling from a northern university. That's why they're the rebels and they're red. Because Reno, Nevada, was blue already, which is the state color. Okay, This is not UNLV's fault. They came 100 years after Reno. So they were separating and rebelling from the head top university, whatever you want to call it at the time, Nevada-Reno. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing. This is not. It's completely different than Ole Miss, University of Mississippi, and their name Rebels. They play in the South. That's a direct correlation to a very, very crappy and stained past in this in this country's history. It's not. There's no correlation. UNLV should not be forced to change their name, a name that they are known by, to something else. They will, ne they will never be known for anything else. So to do that would be ridiculous. And I would like to hear Paula's opinion on this because I know she has one, which is good for us. It's good for our podcast. 
Um, I don't agree with you at all. What do you think? I think if other colleges change the name, no matter if it's an offensive word, it should be changed all around. What is Ole Miss's, um, why did they name their school the Rebels? Why? Do you know? Or are um, you assuming? No, I'm assuming because it's the South. Okay, well, it's... first of all, that's not a good thing to assume. Second of all, if that's offensive, then I don't know if I necessarily agree that the word rebel is offensive, but I'm saying if it's offensive for them, then it should be all around, not just because the school's in the South. That's kind of being... Um, I don't know the word I'm looking for. Not racist. Assumptuous? But, is that but you're saying it's racist because it's in the South, but not racist because it's in Las Vegas. That sounds ridiculous. Well, because me. of where we used to live and then where we live now, I think it, it makes a, a, a ton of sense because... Well, I think that's I, um, I have being me... just as bigoted no, as... No. I mean, I... I'm not being bigoted toward people. I'm being bigoted toward they get to keep their name. And it definitely oh, means their name? well, yes, Ole oh, Miss. I they had no, 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 no. Ole Miss will never ever change their name. Oh. UNLV is going to be forced because of a bill. Now, if Mississippi, if their state senate or state house did this, then it would be different. But you would, it, it would be oh, I thought they fuel from hell name. from the people in Mississippi. Yeah, I'm sure. Right. Not fair, in my opinion, because you're talking about two words with two different meanings. And I know that they're two different but meanings. can you prove that they're two different if meanings? I, if we went online, I could prove it to you right now. But it's kind of hard at the moment. But wow. I can definitely prove, without I mean, a doubt, that Mississippi's rebels are different than UNLV's be, rebels. You're saying that they won't be known for anything else. They would not be known for but anything else. But you don't else. know that. It, it, would take, it would take 100 years. Wow. Maybe it would be good to start over. I mean, I, I guess know. it's not the worst idea. I mean, they suck. So I mean, you know, I, I mean, I mean, I if, know. if you know, I'm just saying, if it happened, it it kind of is a crappy thing, right? I'm not disagreeing with that, but what I'm saying is, you know, maybe you can look at it in a more positive light. Maybe a fresh start, like it's hard. Because but, I mean, that's what they'll be known for. I mean, they are the rebels. I get that. When like, you're a young kid and you grow up in Vegas with nothing else but UNLV, you bleed that rebel red. And and and, well, and it's hard. It, it, it's hard. The hey red thing hit a chord. And that's not even close to what this would do. Why were they saying that's insensitive? Because he's a... He's not a. I'm not going to say he's a Confederate type of figure. He's like he's a guy with a, Sam. Correct. He's like a guy with a. He's like a guy with a mustache and a hat, and he runs around representing the word rebels. And his name is Hey Reb. So what is their mascot now? They don't have one. They don't have one. Maybe Chance can give them some ideas. Maybe it'll be like a, oh a another, you know, like a desert tortoise because like, that's how slow this university like, isn't getting anywhere. Chance you know, needs to go. Chance is great. I think that's a great way to segue into some VGK conversation. Um, Golden Knights this week. Let me see. I'm going to pull up some notes here. An undefeated week for the Golden Knights. It started off on Wednesday because we reviewed the game from mm -hmm. last Monday. 
uh, Wednesday, it was announced that Alex Petrangelo was sent back to Las Vegas to be evaluated. He took a puck off the wrist in that game on Monday, I believe. Um, and so he got sent back. Yeah, like towards the end. Right? Yeah, it was, it was, it, it, you know, late game injuries are really crappy because they're, com they're completely unnecessary. You know, should he have been in the game? Should he not been in the game? All that kind of conversation. Um, so package that with Robin Leonard being sent to the Silver Knights through a conditioning loan just to practice. So that basically means Leonard will get some work in practice, but he won't be in games. It's been Oscar Dansk uh, and Logan Thompson pulling majority of the weight uh, in Henderson or at the Orleans Arena for now. Um, so he'll get some work in practicing, and he'll probably get closer and closer as um, time goes on. That night, Wednesday night, Minnesota beat, or yeah, sorry, Golden Knights did not go undefeated. They did go 2-1. and one. Minnesota beat the Golden Knights 4-2. to two. Uh, Mark andre Fleury got pulled halfway through the third period uh, for Logan Thompson. I, th I was, first off, before I get through that whole recap, I was very, I was pissed that Flurry got pulled. This guy is a Hall of Famer, a top five in wins, a professional. It was, the game was already done. You do not pull him. I don't give a damn. You do not pull him. And people are like, get it over with. He's been beaten up. Give him a fresh start. Give him a rest. BS. You let him finish that game. Pete DeBoer was looking for a damn reason to pull him, and he mm -hmm. absolutely did it. Dylan Coughlin was able to get his first goal, not only his first goal, his first, second, and third goal. He ended up with a hat trick um, yeah. for the VGK. Uh, and, you know, my assessment is the team looked lost throughout. They came alive late because of Dylan Coughlin, and they weren't able to overcome. You do not, let, let me repeat, do not, pull flurry that was shitty mm -hmm. and if robin leonard was on that bench you'd never you wouldn't see flurry for games and it's bull it's bull and i didn't want to i didn't want to fully commit to that before the season and as the season started but you're seeing it more and more and more yep. the guy i don't he's only riding flurry because he has to and flurry is good right now i mean I've been saying that all along, and you know, you're telling me that I'm wrong, and this and that. It, it, well, it was it, healthy it was debate. No you know, it was healthy debate. He's just you. Instead of appreciating Flurry, I mean, and he's top five. What we saw last night, right? Hall it's of about fame. to be fourth. Yeah, right. I mean, he's he's fifth. And yeah. he will be a bench warm seat warmer when Robin Leonard gets back, and I think it's bull crap. I dislike it because the game was already over. Flurry did have a bad game. He wasn't. This but, team is seventeen six and one, you know, and it's majority because of Flurry. So, right, and on top of that, he was getting no help from his teammates, and then you pulled no, him. No, he did Like it's going to make a huge difference. Right, it wouldn't have. Like, like he's some backup goalie or newbie. You just pull him. Like that's just got to feel so deflate, deflating. If I'm, if I'm Flurry. Well, he came out. He came out the next game. Uh, the next two games, completely on fire. That was not before a little bit of an issue. Um, injury and COVID-wise, first off, Will Carrier did not play uh, as a result of an injury. Um, upper body, lower body, who the hell can, who, who, who can tell the difference sometimes? Pete DeBoer uh, was saying after 
uh, the Knights had a skate that, you know, he didn't play and, you know, he's, he's out for a little while. So we'll see about that Thursday. Uh, Mark Andre Fleury was put on the COVID list and everyone was freaking out a little bit because all you have to work with, look, you don't have Leonard and you don't have him. You would have Logan Thompson and Oscar Dansk. The next day it was revealed. It was a false positive, extremely common when for rapid testing, right? So they were able to get in a better test and they found out that it was a false positive. So, and that was Friday afternoon and Flurry was able to play that night and um did he play that night? He yeah. did, right? Mhm. Okay. Cuz he gave up four goals. <laughs> so I mean, I guess it's okay when you win uh in overtime which happened on Friday night. Uh Vegas beat St. Louis on a Riley Smith winner. Um uh, again, here we are, Knights up 2 nothing and 3-1 in the game. And against the Blues again, they let the lead go, and they were able to win it in overtime. Uh, Riley Smith, like I said, bailed them out. Let's see. So back-to-back -back with uh, St. Louis Friday and Saturday. Last night, the Golden Knights were able to beat St. Louis 5-1. to so five goals again for the Golden Knights. I mean, Flurry amazing. Team looked really good. Stone had two goals. Uh, he's been on him and Tuck and Pacioretty yeah. um, for as many chances as Tuck gets and misses. He's put in a lot. I believe he has 12 goals. I think he leads the team still. I don't know. Stone and Pacioretty's right there. I mean, Riley Smith has been good too. I mean, this this team is clicking right now. They're one of the best and one of the top five teams in the league. Um, they're looking really good. Hopefully we can keep it going. There's going to be some goalie controversy, obviously, as Robin Leonard gets closer coming back. That'll be so much to talk about. Um, the Silver Knights, uh, last night lost to Ontario four to two, and they hadn't played a game in a week because of a false COVID test and they were 10 and one. And, and they, you know what I mean? This whole thing is just so irritating because you have a team that's hot and you sit them down for a week because of a false COVID test. And it took a little bit longer to figure that out than it did for Flurry. Obviously, they were putting all, all you know, all roads were leading to Flurry because they had to get him, you know, eligible, be, you know, because of a false COVID test. But these guys didn't play a game in a week and now and now they lose. Only lost one time otherwise. So, and they are playing right now. Um, so we'll see if they can bounce back. Mm. So we went over some of the VGK stuff and some of the UNLV stuff. Just checking the notes here to make sure I didn't miss anything. A uh, new NHL deal with ESPN was announced for seven years. That will take um, the NHL majority-wise, at least, away from NBC uh, we all know that NBC Sports is uh, not NBC, but the other channel that NBC has is folding up shop and they will be dissolving. The NHL got a new deal. They will be moving their stuff to a lot of streaming services with Disney. 
So you will now need the Disney bundle, basically, because there will be games on Hulu, and there will be games on ESPN+, Plus, which will be the new NHL.TV, basically. ESPN+, Plus bought them. So... I wonder if it's still going to stay affordable, though, because right now, what is it, like $15 or $12? It's, 13, it's like $12.99. Right. Is it going to stay it's that incredible. way? Or... It's probably going to go up, but even if it goes up, it won't be $115 a yeah, year. Yeah, I'm glad not to renew with these people, and plus, their customer service stinks. And... The quality of the game Stinks. sucks. I mean, this is great. I mean, ESPN was last covered the NHL. Like, the NHL last had a game on ESPN in 2004. And I loved when he, the NHL was on ESPN. I, I mean, the music would hit, you know? Ba -ba 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 you know, it was a it was awesome. You get Barry Melrose and Steve Levy on there. It was great. Now back to ESPN for the NHL and they got a seven year deal. You'll see the Stanley Cup final on ABC and you'll see some games on ABC. You'll see some games on ESPN, Hulu and, you know, ESPN plus. It's great. And that will start in the fall. And I cannot wait. Um, that was something that was rumored for a while to be happening. There's this Twitter site that is, you know, NHL, you know, rumors daily, mm -hmm. and they're great. Whoever that guy is, those people that run that Twitter site, they got a direct line to the NHL. because Someone is squawking in their ear because whatever they say seems to work. So, got a new deal there. Talked about everything else. Mountain West tournament picks. I would like to, you know, beat my horn a little bit. You know, you know toot toot, <laughs> beep beep, because... Yours truly went nine and one and predicted the final and predicted the, the champion. I saw that San Diego State win coming for weeks. They were the hottest team coming in. Won the Mountain West regular season. Beat Utah State. Utah State had beaten them two years in a row in the title game. San Diego State got some revenge. You, for not knowing these right, teams, right. did really well. Seven and three. It was seven and two going into the final game, but it was an automatic loss for you because you had Nevada. Uh, you had Reno winning it all, and you almost you almost pulled that off because almost. they almost beat San Diego State in the semifinal on Friday night. Yeah. So that would have been great. Boise State effed me in the corner final because they came out, and you know I should have known. I just didn't want to pick Nevada, <laughs> but I should have known that 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 Reno was going to take oh, them. See, that's what happened. And when, uh... when when you put too much heart into it. Because as a UNLV person, I was like, mm, I'm not going to pick them, but I should have. I should have. So we both did really well on that. And the selection, you know, selection Sunday was just just about two hours ago. And the field is out for for the NCAA tournament. And we can make those picks now okay. if you're ready. What you're going to have to do is you're going to have to go to... Oh, gosh. Go to... Your Twitter page, the the thing that you retweeted, and I'm gonna go there now as well. So I'm gonna go to my profile, and then I'm gonna click on. Now me and you are in the bra in the Mountain West Wire, um, bracket challenge. Um, so oh, I have to do login. No, click that bracket pool here. Yeah. Okay. And then go to bracket. Brackets home. Okay. 
There we go. So I'm gonna, we'll kind of have to follow along here. Let's see. Scroll down to the bottom because we gotta do the first four games first. Okay, so you see there we have, so the first four games are big. These are all the last teams that got in. So they have to play each other in order to take the field from 68 to 64. Your first game there is Wichita State and Drake. I would ask you to pick a winner. They're both 11 seeds and they're both playing in Dayton on March 18th. Um, I'll play... Wichita State, so click Wichita State. Yes. Not clicking. Okay. That's not clicking. Okay, there we go. We found it. Just a little bit of technical difficulty there. Uh, I guess you cannot pick the first four games right away. What we'll do is we'll start in the West. You see Gonzaga mm -hmm. uh, against the 16 seed, uh, which would be, let's see, who is that? Norfolk State or Appalachian State. Um, I would uh, absolutely recommend picking Gonzaga, but that's up to you. Yeah, I was going to pick them. Uh, so here we go. Interesting matchup. The okay, fighting. Stop telling me about the teams. Okay. And just tell me the name of the team. Okay, the fighting Lon Krugers, uh, Oklahoma against Missouri. This is going to be Gonzaga against them? Yes, they will. the winner will play Gonzaga. Oklahoma. Okay, so we'll click Oklahoma there. Creighton against UC Santa Barbara. Uh, Santa Barbara. She's going to pick the upset, the 12 seed beating the 5 seed. Um, I actually will do the same uh, because I don't think Creighton's playing their best basketball. I think this could be a really sneaky upset in the 5-12 game. And the winner there gets Virginia against Ohio. Four versus the 13. I'm going to go Virginia. I will take Virginia as well. Um, so now we have USC versus either Wichita State or Drake. Now if you think at this point we can update the bracket after one of these teams win. So these teams will play on you know, the playing game later in the week. If you think one of those two teams will win over USC, just pick one of those two teams, and then we can adjust it. No, but I'm going to pick you'll, USC. You'll take USC. Um, I'll take USC as well. Kansas against Eastern Washington in the three fourteen game. Um, Kansas. Take Kansas as well. And then it's Kansas between and USC. Yes, but we'll get to that in the next well, round. That's what I'm telling you to go. No, no, you go down. Oh. There's an Oregon VCU okay. game. Oregon number seven against VCU number ten. Really yeah. good, really Pick good game VCU. there. This is a really tough game uh, for me to pick. I'll take VCU too. Uh, Iowa against Grand Canyon. Uh, Iowa. Iowa as well. That's a potential Final Four team. Now go all the way back up, and we'll switch to the East. Or, or do you want to just finish out each bracket before moving regions? I think we should just finish. Okay, let's do that. Staying in the West, Gonzaga. This is the second round. Gonzaga against Oklahoma. Oklahoma. I'm going to pick Gonzaga. Sorry, Long Kruger. Uh, let's do Santa Barbara against Virginia. Virginia. Yeah, I'll take Virginia. USC against Kansas, or whatever you USC. had in that matchup. Mm, Kansas. VCU and Iowa. She's a smart lady, folks. Iowa. That's and then so then what is it? So now go all the way back up. Oh, actually, sorry. 
forgot again. Uh, this would be the, what is this? Sweet 16, Gonzaga against whoever you picked. Oklahoma, in your case, I picked Virginia. Oklahoma. You're taking Oklahoma to get to the, wow. Gonzaga. Uh, let's see. And then we have Kansas against Iowa. And I have USC against Iowa. Mm-hmm. Who do you want? Uh, USC. Iowa. For me. Okay, so now we have our west bracket filled out. Let's go to the east. Do, do I hit save? No, we'll hit save at the end. Yeah, we'll hit save at the end because okay. it's still there. So in the east... The first game would be, let's see, who is that? Is that Mount St. Mary's and Texas Southern, or the 16Z, versus Michigan. Michigan. Take Michigan as well. LSU against St. Bonaventure. I'm going to take St. Bonaventure. I'm going to take St. Bonaventure, too. I don't think LSU is really playing that well at the moment. Uh, Colorado against Georgetown. Georgetown. Colorado, for me. Florida State against North Carolina Greensboro. Florida State. And take FSU as well. Um, let's see. So either Michigan State or UCLA against BYU. UCLA. Going to take BYU. Texas against who is this team? I don't know. ACU. I'm take oh, that's Albaline Christian. Okay. Texas as well. Uh... Yukon or Maryland in the 7-10 game? I'm going to take Maryland. I'll take Connecticut. Uh, let's do Alabama against Rick Patino's Iona team. Mm, Iona. Alabama. Okay, now we go back up and finish out this bracket. Michigan versus St. Bonaventure. Michigan. Michigan as well for me. Uh, and then whoever was in your next game, uh, Colorado FSU or Georgetown FSU. I'm going to say Georgetown. I'm going to go, I have Colorado FSU. This is a really interesting game. Um, I'm going to go Florida State. And then whoever you have in your next game versus Texas. I'm going to pick Texas. Um, I had BYU against Texas. I'll go Texas as well. And then I'm going to pick Maryland. And you had Maryland. I had Connecticut against Alabama. I like Alabama. And then who do you have? Michigan versus Georgetown. You like Georgetown again? Wow. Mm, I'm gonna say Michigan. I'm going Michigan completely. And then Texas, Alabama. Texas. So I'll take Michigan and Texas. I'll take Alabama. Michigan and Alabama is mine. So let's go back up and we'll go to the Midwest. The other side of the bracket. Uh. Illinois, the one seed against Drexel, the 16. Illinois. Illinois as well for me. Uh, Loyola, uh, Chicago, I think that is. Loyola, Illinois against, no, that's Loyola, Illinois, against Georgetown in the 8-9 game. I'll go the same. Tennessee against Oregon, Oregon State. Oregon State. I take Oregon State as well. Um, Oklahoma State against Liberty. Oklahoma. Oklahoma State as well for me. San Diego State, they got a really good seed against Syracuse in the 6-11 game. Syracuse. I'm taking San Diego State. Uh, 
West Virginia against who is this? Moorhead State. West Virginia. West Virginia as well. Clemson against Rutgers in the seven ten game. I'll say Rutgers. Mm, Rutgers as well. Houston against Cleveland State in the two fifteen. Houston. Houston as well. Now we'll go back up. Illinois against ooh an in state game. How about that? Loyola Illinois against Illinois one versus eight. Who do you got? Illinois. Same. Oregon State and Oklahoma State in the 12-4 game. Oh, no, wait. Where am I at? Yep. That's right. Oregon State against Oklahoma State. Oregon. Oklahoma State. Uh, San Diego State and West Virginia. Or you had Syracuse, right? So who I'm do you have in that game? Syracuse. I'm going to take... Do I like Do I like San Diego State to get to the Sweet 16? No. I will take the Aztecs. Why not? Rutgers against Houston, or whoever you had in that game. Houston. I'll take Houston as well. I think that's where San Diego State's road's going to end. Um, Illinois against Oklahoma State to go to the Elite Eight. I have Houston and Syracuse, I think. You have Houston and Syracuse? I'm going to take Illinois, and I'm going to take Houston. I pretty much have one and two. You know, that's really risky to take one and two seeds to go all the way, but... I took Illinois and Syracuse. Illinois and Syracuse. I have Illinois and Houston. Um, let's go to the South. Uh, Baylor against Hartford. Baylor. And take Baylor as well. North Carolina against Wisconsin in the 8-9 game. North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Going Wisconsin. Villanova against Winthrop. Villanova. That's a tough one. Villanova as well. Purdue against North Texas. North Purdue for me. Texas Tech against Utah State. Utah State, I was surprised, made it made the field. Um, I'll take the fighting Chris Beards as well. Uh, Arkansas against Colgate. Arkansas. Arkansas as well. Florida against Virginia Tech. Florida. Um, yep, I'll do the same. Ohio State against Oral Roberts. <laughs> Ohio State as well. Now we'll go back up. Baylor against whoever you had. Wisconsin or North Carolina? I'm going to take North Carolina. Baylor. Uh, Villanova, Purdue? I don't have Purdue. Who do you have? North Texas? Mm -hmm. Villanova against North Texas then for you. Uh, I like Villanova as well. Texas Tech against Arkansas? I'm going to take... Arkansas. Taking Arkansas as well. Florida against Ohio State. Florida. Ohio State for me. And then who do you like to go to the Elite Eight? Uh, Baylor against Villanova or whoever you have. UNC against Villanova. I don't know where I'm supposed to go. It goes here. So pick a winner. Oh. Uh, Villanova. Take Baylor. And then you have Arkansas and Ohio State. I'll take Arkansas as well. So now what we do is move over to the final four. Hold on, actually. Hold on. We gotta move over to the final four. Oh, okay. I see how this works. Okay. So go back to start in the west. Go over to the west bracket. 
and Gonzaga or Virginia or whoever you have, Virginia and Oklahoma or Oklahoma USC, click on one of those teams and it'll move you over to the Final Four. Okay. See, it's there. Who did you pick? Oklahoma. I like Gonzaga. And then in the East, who do you have? I took Michigan. I took Michigan as well in the Midwest. Um, I'm going to take Illinois. And take Illinois as well in the South. I'm taking Villanova. Baylor. So the final four is Gonzaga. Why are you not there? Okay, there it is. And in the East, Michigan. And in the Midwest, Illinois. And then Baylor. So the matchup uh, on one side of the bracket is Gonzaga against Michigan. This, If this happened, well, for you, it's Oklahoma, Michigan. Either one of those matchups is, could be really good, but Gonzaga, Michigan would be unreal. I'm going to go Oklahoma. I'm going to go Gonzaga. Baylor against Illinois, and you have Villanova, Illinois. I'm going to go Villanova. It's really, really tough. And then I pick who I think is going to win. Yeah, then you pick who you think is win, and it should appear on the box up front, up top uh, there. Um, I'm going to go Oklahoma takes it. Why didn't it do it? Oh, there we go. There it is. Okay. So for me, I'm still on Baylor, Illinois. Illinois, I think. So we got Illinois and Gonzaga in my national championship game. I, I really think this is Gonzaga's year. I have Oklahoma I'll take and Villanova. And I think Oklahoma's going to take it off. The fighting Lon Krugers. I think that has something to do with this with this bracket. Uh, my, my dear wife thinks that Oklahoma, who is the eight seed out west, is going to run the table, and Lon Kruger is going to get his first national championship. I do. If that happens, do you know what will happen? To I think Las Vegas may there like a a bomb might like like like, so, like Twitter and Vegas might explode. Well, so, I'm gonna go for it. You're I'm going for it. Lose. I've got Gonzaga, folks. Let's save that bracket. Did you save your bracket? Yep. So. You can make your picks. I know you all are going to make your picks, and you can follow along with our picks. We'll be talking about those next weekend, uh, and then we'll we'll see how we're doing. And we will talk to you guys then. Got more March Madness stuff, UNLV, uh, if there's any news. Now that their season is over, VGK and Henderson Silver Knights. Until next week, we'll talk to you later, folks. Everybody have a good night. Bye.